Well, we have some special guests with us this morning here from Christian Student Fellowship. Um, David Lasley runs the show to some extent over there. We'll, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of hands in the mix, very collaborative effort over there at CSF. They're a great ministry that we're able to support as a church. Um, so we are excited that he can be here, to, excited that they can all be here today with us, actually, um, and that we can just kind of learn more about what they're doing. Uh, and what's how they've kind of coped with the last year, as we all have. I'm always fascinated to to learn. We've had a couple of missionaries come in, and we've talked to them. We've, it's curious to learn, how have you handled it? Because we've all tried to handle it, and I'm curious how they've been able to continue doing their work. So why don't you join me in welcoming David Lasley. Have a seat. David's been here several times before, but, you know, we've got some new faces. There's some folks watching online. So why don't you give us a little background as to what CSF does for anyone who might not know. Yeah. Uh, Christian Student Fellowship is a campus ministry. We serve students at University of Illinois Springfield and Lincoln Land Community College. We have been around, this will be our 28th year as a ministry. We've been around for quite a while. Um, and so our mission is helping students find their way back to God. We feel like that the university uh, and college students just in particular are in this really critical time in their lives. They're undergoing just a lot of transitions of maturity, thinking about who they are, what they believe, thinking about relationships, career paths. They're really, I mean, the future leaders of our world, you know, and certainly they're going to shape uh, the, our culture going forward. And so we just feel like that is a huge mission field. And so in CSF, we want to be positioned on campus to reach them, to be able to help them as they're making these really big um, formative decisions in their lives. So we want to be a community that does that. So the way that that happens uh, is through a variety of things. We have a weekly worship service that meets on Monday nights, small group Bible studies throughout the week, service projects, mission trips. We Really, the heartbeat of the ministry is one-on-one -on -one discipleship where staff or older students invest intentionally in younger students to help them grow and mature in their faith so that then they can share their faith with others. Um, we do other things as well. Um, but really, that's um, our vision. Our vision is to see students mobilized to be disciples who make disciples while on campus and for the rest of their lives. And so really, hopefully, they'll come through CSF, they'll get connected, uh, maybe uh, have a lot of fun along the way in our community and grow together, and then they'll be launched into their career field, whether they're teachers or social workers or politicians or, you know, you name it, wherever their career path leads them, and they can influence um, that sphere um, for Christ. So hopefully that's what happens. That's awesome. So you guys got a lot going on that you try to accomplish. Yeah. 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 I, uh, Okay, what was the what was the last year like? Like I've we've talked. I know what normal years kind of <laughs> yeah. look like for you guys. What does the last year and a half look like for you guys? Uh, this last year and a half has been really um, interesting. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, so for us, it was a really interesting time because we were really fortunate to welcome on two new staff members. They're here this morning, um, Samuel and Renee Nassif. You guys just want to raise your hands or something. Um, so this was a really big deal for us, and it was like <laughs> I like they, Samuel's haircut, by the way. Look good. Man's got a lot of style. <laughs> um, so we were, as uh, they, they uh, started with us, they started support raising to join us like 
just shortly before COVID-19 happened. And so we were, in, uh, we were and still are, I think, in a really exciting time of having just more hands on deck to be able to do ministry on campus. Samuel does outreach and men's ministry. Renee does worship and international student ministry. And so we were really excited and still are about all that they could do. So we came into COVID-19 kind of like, this is great, you know, like more hands on deck, like how awesome is this? And then of course, yes, we had to completely rethink all the things that we do. Um, for us, um, the we had to switch. We went online, of course, at first, and the university especially was very, um, uh, very cautious as far as guidelines and restrictions are concerned. So we really had to adapt quite a bit and do most of our things online. Um, as we got into the the following school year, um, as we all were still trying to figure things out, we moved to kind of a hybrid format. So instead of doing like our normal weekly Monday night worship on campus, we couldn't have a gathering that size or even have space on campus for that. So instead, we moved to doing small group Bible studies as really like the focal point for our ministry. And so we took that same night that we would have done worship, and we had, uh, I think, four different small groups all kind of going roughly around the same time frame, either on campus or off campus, because that was the other thing that we had to contend with. We don't have um, a building or an office space of our own, and so we are completely dependent on the university for space on campus to be able to have meetings and those sorts of things. Um, and so we really, a lot of our adapting came down to where can we find space and how many people can we fit in it and what, how can we do that safely? And so small groups really were great. Um, for that. And then we would do, we still did retreats. We still did some other like um, kind of communal things, but then discipleship was a really big deal for us, was investing uh, on an individual level with students and helping them grow in that way. And we really, I mean, I, I think, I think that we've all seen this maybe during the pandemic, that there are a lot of ways that certainly God has still been at work and that he's formed us. And certainly that's been the case in CSF um, for sure for us. So. Okay, so what were some of those blessings you saw in the midst of all this? Yeah, so one of the big fears that we had, I, I don't know how else to say that. I, maybe it wasn't a fear, but just a reality for us. The first few weeks of the semester are extremely critical in campus ministry. They say that in the first like seven to ten days, a freshman will find the friends that they have for the rest of their college experience. So if you think about that, like that's those are the people that are going to help them frame like all these decisions that they're making and so we just we think about that from a missional perspective and it's we want to make sure that as many students as possible have a Christian friend um, that they have made in that time frame so we go all in during welcome week but of course during COVID we couldn't we couldn't do the things we normally do for that and so we just had to pray a lot and honestly this last year's freshman class is one of the bigger ones we have had in CSF and we can only like credit God with that happening because I still don't understand how that happened. Um, just students showing up randomly to the few things we could do on campus and then them sticking and growing in really remarkable ways to where now as we're heading into this year and things aren't quite as restricted, um, those students that were freshmen and now sophomores are really positioned to help make a great impact on campus and they're in you know, the residence halls still because they're still young um, and that's pretty uncommon, and so we're really excited about that. God's been at work in that way, for sure. Just to 
dive a little deeper into that. So how did they connect then if you couldn't do anything? Yeah. How did, you, how did those freshmen get to connect with you guys? Yeah, so uh, we did a few things. Um, like, so we did last year, one of, we, like a lot of stuff outdoors really um, on campus. And this was especially before things um, really um, got a little tighter. Um, but we did like Joe Olympics uh, in a very different form than normal. Normally Joe Olympics is like a big jello fight and then this last year it was we had individual jello cups and like you know <laughs> we heard it was still fun but <laughs> it was just different um we still did ultimate nacho night but instead of like ultimate nachos this one like hurts my soul uh ultimate nacho <laughs> night became like chips and salsa because it was all prepackaged, you know that you could hand out and so there were things like that and just tabling things that we could do that those students just showed up for, we did a couple pop-up things more organically where we didn't have to rent space. And yeah, and just God brought them. I don't, I don't know how yeah. else to say it. Or someone reached out and they got connected that way. Um, yeah, so that's been Do you think there was something cool. with the craziness of the world that made them want to lean in a little more? I do, yeah. I think so. So I think this is true across universities that those that decided to live on campus it was, it was just a very lonely experience because it was so restricted as far as what they could be doing that any, any sort of programming of any kind, students were really hungry for it, those that were around. And that was an opportunity, I think, to, to be able to welcome them and invite them to things. And, and really, like, I mean, I just remember this one freshman we have, uh, or he's not a freshman anymore, but just regularly inviting people in the sphere of influence and them showing up to things throughout the year. And I think it was just because of that, of like, there's just nothing to do and we're stuck on campus and we're going to class, a lot of it's remote. So just having person-to-person -person interaction was important, I think. Hmm. So that was a big impact on the students then. Was there anything else that really, I mean, how are they doing with that coming out of a year like that? Yeah, I I will say like, I think I think students have been really resilient in the midst of it. Like, it's been encouraging to watch them, like, just be like, you know what, like, this is what we're doing, and we're going to make the best of it, and trying to find community in the midst of it, and growing God in the midst of it. And so I think that there are ways, because of that, because they were challenged a little bit to have to really dig in, I think that there are ways that we saw some maturity that was pretty unique because of that, because they weren't as distracted as they normally are with lots of things going on. And so... I mean, that, you know, another way that God worked, I think, this year in cool ways, so. Did you, did you guys lean in any more, uh, do any more extra stuff for, like, the international students? Because I think you go to college, it's that, for a lot of kids, first time away, it's weird enough when you're in the, your own culture, but when you've been, you know, transplanted to this whole, whole yes. new place, and then you're also isolated in a little tiny dorm room. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, um, so... At Renee's first year in campus ministry doing international ministry was uh, difficult, I would say, just because there weren't a lot of students that traveled. There weren't a lot of students that could even come because of oh. uh, immigration restrictions and those sorts of things. Uh, and then, you know, being able to connect with them was um, a little more difficult. But we, there were some really exciting things, and especially as last year progressed, um, the campus started opening up a little bit. And I remember it was actually the first, like, programmed event we could do uh, after kind of the winter season where things got a little more um, cautious. Uh, we did a ping pong tournament on campus and I think there were 30 
30-ish students there. It was a, it's a bit, that's a big event at UIS, and uh, you know, all these international students connecting. Just kind of from there, we've been able to do a lot more. Renee's done a great job of helping plan that, and not just Renee, but um, she has a team of students that are part of just helping see um, international students be loved and blessed. Um, even just, this isn't from last year, but just on Friday, we had a big event. Um, it was a, a furniture giveaway for international students. We had 46 international students show up for that, and just a great space to meet a lot of new students there. So yeah, I'm, there's opportunity for sure. It's probably looked a little different than normal, but it's been pretty good. So. I, I just enjoy seeing the way you know you're, you guys have, again, met that challenge, the ways you reach out in ways that like, okay, I wouldn't have thought about a furniture giveaway, mm -hmm. but yeah, obviously, you guys aren't bringing couches from Nigeria, so you need something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, that's a not quite carry-on size. So, yeah, you got to figure that out. That's a great idea. I love it. That's really good. Yeah, I was moving a bed on Friday night, and we were just talking about this uh, to another, actually, Nigerian student's apartment. And it, as far as I could tell, it was the first piece of furniture in their apartment, two of them living there, was this bed that we were bringing in for oh. them. It was just like, well, if you, I mean, it makes sense if you don't have a car and you know, you just moved here, like how would you get these things? Yeah. So it's a good opportunity to bless them, show them the love of Christ really early on, help them know that there are people that do love them and want to be there for them. Right. So they're thinking yeah. about them and expecting them. And yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a great, that's awesome. So now you're moving forward. Yep. What's, are there, is this year still going to look different or weird? Are you trying to get sort of back to normal? How's that working? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think probably similar to all of us. Uh, so at the university, the, the big thing at the university for our programming was a guest policy that kind of, because all of the U of I system was in a COVID testing kind of protocol altogether that Champaign, U of I Urbana-Champaign had created. And so because of that, they were very locked down as far as how guests could be. That has since opened up. And this year, we're like staff and Lincoln Land students are able to be on campus a lot more. And so it's semi-normal, like um, it, we have some info at uh, the table out there by the check-in and our welcome week schedule is probably, as far as like actual events, probably about normal to what we would be doing pre-COVID. Even if they look different, like the schedule is about right as far as how many things are happening. Yeah. And so that's exciting that there's more stuff happening on campus, there's more that we can do. We will do Joe Olympics again they will be in individual cups again. That you know, there's still ways that's different, but hopefully, hopefully, as more students are around, we'll be able to see more connections, more impact, um, and so we're excited for that. I think to be able to have the opportunity just to do more things. We're back to having a weekly worship service on Monday nights. We'll be doing small groups as normal. Um, our retreat has to look a little different still. Um, we're still trying to figure out mission trips and some of those things, of course, right. but. Um, but there, are, but there are some ways where it's nice that, like, okay, this calendar at least feels a little bit more normal anyway. Yeah. Okay, I, I've been wondering, what are, okay, in a normal year, what are a couple of the Jello Olympic events? Yeah, so it changes from year to year. Um, a, usually a couple of the staples are, like, a relay race where, like, um, you basically have, we make these, we make over 100 boxes of Jello for this. Like, it's a lot of Jello. And... You, you like so one of the races like everyone gets a big uh, like I don't know it's like nine by thirteen foil pan full of Jello and then 
they race, they, they line up in teams and you try to see who can transfer the jello either with your hands or with a spoon or something from one pan to you run uh, to another pan like across um, the quad or whatever it is. And so, um, so that's one game. Another one is uh, tossing jello uh, and seeing who can catch it and then putting in the pan. Whoever has the most jello in the pan at the end of it, you win that game. Um, we've done We've done some less than sanitary things that I'm curious how <laughs> I'm curious how going forward those will go, like um, eating a thing of jello for, for like marbles, like I don't know. We did a pool of jello one year and had everyone had a representative of the team like in there trying to like search for things. That one's probably done, I would yeah, say. Nah. But <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a lot of fun. It, it's a, it is really what we say for that event is if you can throw jello at someone, you can be their friend. And so, like, you know, for all these students that don't have a lot of friends, like, it really is a great way to kind of, like, just lower the barrier just a little bit. And it's the same thing for, like, nacho night. You know, everyone loves nachos. It's just a great space for us to eat food together and talk, you know, get to know some people. So that's why we do these things. Again, we want students to make friends um, with other students so that they have a Christian friend at the start of the year. That's great. I can't, can't imagine trying to catch Jello. <laughs> I can't imagine trying to throw Jello in a way that it would stay There's together. Yeah, you have to kind of like do a gentle toss, and then a lot of people just catch it with the outside of their shirt, and Ooh, then that's a good see, way to do it. There's a strategy. There's yeah. always something good like that. Yes. So, so what are some ways you know a church like us could help CSF, could partner and be a blessing to the students? Yeah. Well, first, I would just like to say thank you. Like seriously, thank you so much. Uh, this last year, we have felt just so blessed by um, your church community in particular. Um, there were so many times this year where we would share things that were needed and I would, I would get an email um, from you and it was, it was just exactly what we needed, whether it was COVID supplies or our Easter egg hunt that we did. It was an outdoor um, outreach event. Like that was so huge. And so uh, before I would say anything else, I would just say thank you because I feel like you already do it. <laughs> like you're already such a blessing um, to us. So thank you for your prayer and your support and um, just listening for the needs as they come. Um, as far as specific ways, each month we, we put out um, a card, uh, usually through email, that just highlights a few things, that um, ways that you can partner. So um, this month will be a bit dated since a lot of the things have already been moving, but we'll put one out next week. Some things right now that are normal... We're, it's, it's a little tricky because we're still learning some guidelines for the university, um, but for sure, like, there's some office supply things that we need. It's a really random, you know, thing, but really behind the scenes, um, each of our staff is kind of spread out in our own homes, and so just things like reams of paper and, um, you know, like post-it notes, stuff like that. We have a list of those sorts of things on our website. That, that would be really helpful. We're also slowly collecting snacks as we figure out what snacks you know, we can actually have on campus. That's really helpful. Um, one of the things we're trying to do this year for our Monday night worship service is have just a little bit of time afterward uh, just for food and a chance for students to talk with one another. We moved the time of our service even to try to help make sure that students felt comfortable sticking around and um, having that space together. So um, Samuel actually runs that. So he's a great person to talk to if um, you want to get more information. We also use those, uh, all of them have to be prepackaged, but we use those not only for that, but for 
um, giveaways for students, um, you know, goodie bags to, you know, just be a blessing to them as they start the school year. Um, so those are really helpful as well, just some immediate things, I would say. What time does your service start now? It's now 8 p.m., yeah. And it used to be? It used to be 9, uh, and each... How many are in bed by 9? Yeah, see, that's, college is different, you know, I remember that. As, as I get older, it feels later and later. Yeah, so. I bet. Uh, yeah, so I, I may or may not have been a, a big proponent of the move to the eight like, I love <laughs> in it, our please, staff meetings. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the closer I get to, you know, 40, the more it's like, man, because we remember, I remember in college, it's like nine o'clock, the night is young, I've got the whole yes. evening ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No, not anymore. These students, though, are different. It is different. When I was a freshman, I mean, I was up till 4 or 5 a.m. regularly, and I thought that was a sustainable way to live, which it's absolutely not. No, it is the um, same, yeah. But it seems like the uh, this generation, the last uh, maybe four or five years, has suddenly realized wisely, like, wait, I actually need sleep to be able to, you know, be a functioning human. <laughs> and so... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we've we've realized we've, that we've had to change a little bit of our programming to um, adapt to that wise shift in generation, that generational is, thought. So I never thought that would ever happen. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was how college was. Yeah, oh, man. there's still some. I mean, there's yeah. still some of the late night stuff, but it is it is different than when I was a student. I would say it was very regular when I was in college for someone to be like, hey, it's 11, I better go write this 10-page paper that's due at 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just normal. That might still happen. I think procrastination is still a thing. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Oh, man. So uh, other than, you know, maybe the office supplies and stuff right now, are there any other pressing needs that you guys have that we might be able to help with? Yeah. So first thing, like right now, and specifically even this week, like if you would like even commit to pray um, intentionally this week. It is just such a critical time um, for ministry. Um, it really is like this last week and this week are probably the two of the most important weeks of our whole year as a ministry because there's so many new students and, um, you know, praying for new students to get connected. Pray also for our leaders who are doing the bulk of the work and planning um, and, and for our core students as well. Um, just to be able to, I, I think, for God to, you know, they're in the midst of their own transition, and like our current CSFers are coming back to school, you know, and figuring out their classes and work and all these things, and are also seeing the need to be on mission. So if you could pray really intentionally this week, um, they really need it right now. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that would be really, really helpful um, for us in this season in particular. Um, so I know, I know prayer is kind of the thing that is always the case, but for us really right now, it, it, it is the thing um, for ministry on campus, I would say. Because you said, what was it, how, within how many days they've kind of locked in their friend group? Usually it's like seven to ten days, and if you survey students, most of them, it, it's not like every student is this way, but most of them will say like, oh yeah, that's right, like yeah, I still am hanging out with this person that I met. You know, I, I got to campus and I tried to find someone just so that I didn't have to be alone when I went to the union to get my lunch and so that's the person I stuck with for you know the whole first year of my schooling and so um that's that was how I did it yeah I mean that's how I did it too yes yeah, <laughs> so the guy the three guys I hung out with for the entire time I was at Lincoln I met him like day two mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah. and that I just thought I lucked out so that's kind of a, a for a lot of them a universal experience yeah pretty normal wow yeah okay and there are exceptions, of course. We see students, you know, make 
changes in their friend groups as they grow in Christ, but it it is very true, <laughs> and we see it year after year happen wow. that way. Yeah. Huh. So, what's the like breakdown? How many international students versus people that are already U- U.S. students? Um, I'm not really sure, actually. Renee, would you happen to know that? It's it's skewed right now because of COVID. Oh yeah. Um, to be able to even answer it. Yeah. Yeah, that seems. So she said, "There, we know for sure that there are like at least forty-five new international students this year. That's low for typical enrollment. Again, travel and immigration things, I think, are a big part of that mm-hmm. right now. So, and it probably depends on where you're coming from. And yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah all absolutely. Huh. Yeah, but I mean, this this furniture event we just had. I mean, we saw students from all over the place: Nigeria, India." Um, what were some of the other countries that you saw? Mexico? England? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still sifting through the data to even know <laughs> some of these things. Um, that event was really exciting and honestly maybe even more than at least what I was expecting for year one and because of all the things happening. So it was a really encouraging time getting to know so many students right off the bat. Renee did a great job with that event. So, That's yeah. Awesome. And just so you know, he was talking about the Jell-O Olympics that are doing that tonight. So I don't know if you've ever prayed for people who are going to throw Jell-O at each other, <laughs> but today's the day for that. No, um, so they're doing that tonight. It's at 2 p.m. So if you... Or this afternoon. Think, oh, 2 yeah, p.m. Yeah, 2 p.m. So if you think of us, 2 p.m., that's when it's happening. Pray for our students that are going to be helping lead that. And um, yeah, <laughs> as we throw jello at each other. <laughs> does, it, does it wash off or does everybody end up like pink for days? So uh, we've learned over the years. We've been doing this for a long time. You have to get in the laundry immediately. Um, if you don't, you're in trouble. And there's some pretty gross things that can happen if you let something with that much dye and sugar content just kind of sit. I may or may not have done that as a college student Ooh. and then even Ooh. first couple of years as staff. So, That's um, yeah. Well, and one thing I've noticed, um, just to credit CSF and the effect you have on students, is I was looking on your website, at, like your board of directors, and everyone on the board of directors pretty much was a former student yeah. who's been through the there and been blessed by it and wanted to keep making sure it was able to do Keep blessing other students, you know. That's yeah. Yeah, it's alumni or parents usually. And you went through it, like you said. Mm-hmm. You yeah. were there. Yeah. And got hooked. Yeah, my wife and I both. We met at UIS and then um, came through the ministry. And so, so if you can throw Jello at their face, you can marry them. So <laughs> Apparently, also, you can't just be <laughs> yeah. their friend. You can marry them. So <laughs> maybe we should lead off with that from now on. Yeah. We might we might catch a few uh, maybe a few guys for that one. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe <laughs> a few extras. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, I'm so glad you guys could all be here. This is such a great thing. I, I just love that we can learn more about it because, you know, we have lists of ministries we serve and we give little updates here and there about what's going on, but to see faces and to hear stories, it just makes it so much more real, especially when you guys aren't on the other side of the world. You're just on the other side of town yeah. doing your thing. Yeah. And, you know, I really feel for you having 
working from home, especially this last year, because your kids were there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you're trying to you know refigure everything out, and you got kids screaming because you have how many kids? Three. Three, Three kids. kids. Yeah. Ethan, Samuel, and Cora. They're 11, 9, and 7. So yeah, two boys and a girl. The yeah. boys are always trying to kill each other. Yes. Yeah. Also Cora, I think maybe, but yeah. So the she's boys like a warrior coming yeah. in there. <laughs> she's the youngest, so she kind of has to. Uh, yeah. She has to be able to defend herself. Is she louder? Is she screaming like get into it? Because our little one's like, she's you know she's got two older brothers, and it's kind of like if I don't scream, I'm not heard. Yeah, it depends. I think especially with Samuel, she'll like they'll they'll fight pretty well. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's really getting into her own. She just. She gets to that point where she's like, I'm just going to ruin this for you. Like, I, I don't know what that is about her, but she just, <laughs> yeah. just loves it. It's a joy. So, yeah, I feel that for you. That's really yeah. – that was a fun year for everybody. Hopefully we're moving <laughs> past it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I said I can't wait for school to start because my boys, I, they need to be apart. They just need to be apart. They, wanna, they just want to kill each other all the time now. Um, and now, you know – after summer, you know, me and my wife kind of want to kill them too a little bit. I think as part of it after after they're around, we yes. we we took time this summer. Each each one of our kids went to my mom's for a few days, and if you pulled either of the boys out of the mix, whole new house, totally quiet, so peaceful. Eleanor's gone, not a lot changed, you know. But the bo- when either of the boys left, it was just so peaceful and kind. But Boy, great, great environment. Well, again, we're glad you guys could be here. We're so thrilled to have you here. Let me pray for you guys and tonight and your Jello uh, Olympics. And again, this is the welcome week, or was that last week? So a little bit of both. It's kind of both, yeah. So they we started things off really probably Thursday was like the hard start. Um, but then we have programming all this week. Our first worship service on Monday. We're doing handouts on Monday as well. Um, Wednesday, we have uh, the Involvement Expo. It's the club fair. Thursday's Nacho Night. We have something on Sunday as well. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on um, coming up here um, this week. So, it's, yeah, it's like an extended welcome week, I guess. Right. So. Handing out swag and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep, free cool. stuff, free food, free stuff. It's that, a great way to. That is the yeah, number one way to attract a college student. Yep. That's a great idea. <laughs> all right, well, let me pray for you guys. Uh, Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for our partnership with Christian Student Ministries. We are thankful for um, the fact that they can come here, take some time out of their day, um, out of a busy event day, to be here and share with us their stories. Uh, We're grateful um, that they have this amazing opportunity to reach students. We're grateful that they um, continued working diligently to find ways to to reach students in, in the mess of the last year and a half that we've had. I thank you for their endurance in that. I pray that you um, carried them well. I pray that um, you would continue to give them energy and strength to, to keep reaching those students. I thank you for their uh, new, newer staff additions. I thank you for all this welcome week time that they have to really um, solidify some bonds with some newer students and meet some very real needs that they're having. Um, we thank you um, for all the students that are going to come tonight to the Jell-O Olympics. It might be slightly less uh, exciting since everyone has personal individual package Jell-O instead of big trays. Uh, but we uh, know, Father, that you can work through anything and that you can bless and, and lead and, and make some lasting, meaningful connections through that. Uh, we just thank you for the young people at CSF that are taking on the, the role of leadership and, and wanting to lead and and draw other students to you. What an amazing thing for these young people to, to take on that responsibility and to understand the role that you've given us to make disciples and for them to be uh, individually caring and leading and, and meeting with other students who are 
uh, younger in their faith uh, is just an amazing, amazing inspiration. And I pray that we can, can look at that and think, man, if, if they can take this seriously, if they can own this role, then we can too. We can each be people, followers of you who help lead other, other people to follow you. Uh, what an amazing, amazing uh, ministry this is. And so we just thank you for Christian Student Fellowship. And we thank you for the time um, that they have this week to, to do their work and to continue to do their work all year. I pray that you would bless them in uh, whatever comes next, whatever this year looks like. I pray that you would bless their time and, um, and bless their ability to reach uh, as many um, new students for you as possible. It is in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you.